This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code of VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! Hey, what is up, everybody? It is your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcaster, Rafa Sparza. I'm doing the intro this week on Verbal Tap. There's no insignia. There's no, you know, opening credits or theme music. If I'm being real, it's because I can't find it. And normally Kevin does that. And Kevin went to go get married. And listen, I'm not going to tell him not to go get married. I'm not even going to tell him, hey, listen, don't get married and take a vacation when Justin Gagey and Khabib Nurmagomedov are going to go fight. But lo and behold, here we are. So instead of saying, you know what? Screw that. We're not going to do an installment of Over Under Kevin. I went out and I found two of the nicest human beings that I know because what I really want to do, if you are truly a producer brain like this guy is, you know that social experiments fail when you bring two nice people together and you say compete. And if you know the two people I bring on here, it's intriguing for a number of reasons. As I mentioned, not only are they two of the nice individuals in their respective fields, but they are dear friends of the show. And I said, hey, you know, if I'm gonna spend an hour talking about fights without Kevin and over under Kevin without Kevin, why not bring on two people? So first we're gonna bring on the returning young man that has a lot to prove on this show because if you remember famously he did not beat kevin at over under kevin and young keith kikorian what did you have to do when you lost to kevin on that episode i do not remember <laughs> i do you had to do a video in which you espoused a true appreciation for what candy corn and why? Uh, it was just candy corn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I do remember that. That was gross. I felt bad doing that. <laughs> I've never wanted a guest to win more <laughs> because I don't understand where Kevin comes from that candy corn is actually <laughs> delicious. So that shit uh, not only confuses and really angers me, but it gives me good reason to say, I think Keith's got something to prove here today. So I'm very happy to bring you back on. Keith, you've been competing all over the world. You've been continuing to do a great series of uh, jiu-jitsu uh, practitionery all the way from the Sapatero to Submission Underground. How have you been, man? How does it feel to get back to competition? Good, good. Yeah, I'm happy to... Uh... Yeah, I'm happy to be able to do stuff again. It sucked because the beginning of the year, I was taking time off. And then the pandemic kind of shut everything down. So I was like in, you know, forced into another hiatus. So, but I think it was good. I think I definitely needed it. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, feeling okay about it now. That's really good. And you famously were running away from interviews with me. I guess the question is why? I don't know. <laughs> I literally reached out to you after you won because that's what I try to customarily do to people who win. I say, hey, listen, you should get some due respect. And you were kind of like, eh, no. 
Why the no, Keith? Are you big timing me? Or are you too famous for me now? No, no. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't need the congratulations. I guess. Do you understand how our dynamic works? You know that I bust your ball, so it's not just show up to get congratulations. It's also yeah, to give but... you shit. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's like <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to hog the uh, spotlight. I guess. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Keith Kikorian, <laughs> everybody knows. That guy, he hams it up when he's competing, spends too much time <laughs> with the yapping. So, yes, Keith, I appreciate you you doing this and and coming on to, to do a over-under Kevin without Kevin. Do you feel that you have something to prove, though? No. Um, my biggest gripe last time was that Kevin – like every time, every week I would listen, Kevin didn't know what the hell he's talking about. He would just randomly pick like 90% of the fights. Um, and uh, he like, and then he, you know, oh no, it wasn't even Kevin. It was the guests, I think, that you had on that I thought like had just awful analysis. Um, and like being an MMA aficionado, well, uh, so, yeah, self I think you learned that the last time you said that out loud, it came back to haunt you. So yeah, I just want to make um, sure that I'm giving you the opportunity. Well, no, okay. So, like, I didn't say that I could pick fights better. I said I could give better analysis, and I 1,000% did than no. every single guest you've ever had on there. So that was <laughs> big, that was all, the biggest thing. I've heard every guest that I've ever heard on our show, and yeah, so have I. <laughs> I would tell you, I don't think you make top five, and that is being oh, honest. that's such a lie. Yeah, okay, well then tell me the top five that are in front of me. We'll do it off air. You want me to do oh, that? Yeah, you got to think about it. I would think about it. I can name five off the top of my head, but the issue is, much like you didn't give me the time to come on my show, I'm not going to give you the time to know who's better than Keith Gregorian <laughs> at picking. But I will tell you this. I have found someone that I think can push you. I have found someone who spends perhaps – more time breaking down fights than even you do, Keith. So I don't I mean, spend any amount of time breaking down fights. Why are you <laughs> always watching matches? Did you or did you not ask me yesterday if I was watching Fight to Win? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, jujitsu I watch a little bit more of, but yeah, not as okay. much fights these days. But then you're also watching the UFC fights, and you said that you will be watching it. You just had to get your Dairy Queen in first. I did, yeah. But I was just—I just watched Gamera, and I didn't even end up watching the zombie fight because someone spoiled it for me, and and I wanted him to win, so I didn't even watch it. Well, I'm sorry that somebody spoiled it for you, Keith. But nah, it's okay. But <laughs> the Gamera fight was pretty sweet. I thought that was that was cool. Well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bring on our guest. He is a returning <laughs> individual as well, although he has not played the game of over under Kevin. I was hoping to get him in here to take on Kevin's picks. However, I did realize something. I think he would make an apt opponent for you because you're both nice, because you both have uh, a lot of things going on where you do break down fights, and you're both pretty smart guys. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring back on the show one Dan Tom. Dan, how are you doing, sir? Uh, pretty good. Thanks for introducing me as Dan Tom, so people don't think I'm the evil Dan Hubbler. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting today. Uh, I'm not sure what I got myself into here. Uh, I'm going against, you know, speaking of evil, you know, evil versions of people. I got a guy who can strangle me in real life, so I want to be careful. But yeah, it looks like I'm facing the evil Sean O'Malley and giving the punishment he got last time. 
I am I am not looking forward to what happens if I lose today, guys. Hmm. He's already off to the races on the trash talk. He doesn't understand we we play nice first, then we play mean. Uh, I would say, <laughs> but I like that. It, you know what? It's a bold, aggressive move. It's reminiscent of the way that Keith does his jiu-jitsu. He doesn't waste too much time. He goes directly into the fire. And that's why a number of his matches are so very quick. Dan, you also train uh you have trained a bunch in the past i know you've had some injuries off and on but here's an opportunity that i like to give guests to kind of get to know each other before they have to talk trash to each other so you're a journalist what questions do you have for young keith gregorian that will help you better inform yourself in the potential note that you will be trash talking um man i i guess just uh Keith, uh, you know, I'm already curious about about your work and stuff, and I want to be careful not peel behind the curtain or plug things I'm not supposed to plug. But uh, you know, win or lose today, I will definitely be following your work, sir, and uh, checking out to see what you're what you're about because I have heard of heard, heard of you. Good things. Uh, we'll forget some of the things that Raf said before you came on air. Just kidding. I've uh, <laughs> yeah. heard good things. So, um, yeah, man, I, I guess, you know, Raf was saying that you were downplaying that you don't like to, to pick fights or break down fights. Are you just watching more MMA now because with, you know, the, the pandemic era, not the timestamp things, but like, you know, uh, is, is that it? Like a lot less jujitsu going around and more MMA or, or what's up? Uh, no, I, he's probably got it backwards. I'm, I'm probably watching a lot less MMA these days and more jujitsu. Um, okay. but only because, I mean, the UFC's putting on cards like every four days and it's just too hard to keep up. Um, man, jujitsu, ju I mean, it's still happening and uh, I mean, I'm more on the scene, so it's just like more compelling for me. For sure. It's hard to keep up and it's like, it's my job. So like when people say like, yeah. Oh, I'm not, I don't, I, I'm not the type to give someone crap for that anyways, but dude, especially in this era, um, I don't watch much jujitsu. So I'm really ignorant these days, especially admittedly. <laughs> Um, I just try to use whatever free time I get from MMA to get on the mats and just forget about everything. And that's about mm -hmm. it. That's my, that's my relationship to the extent with uh, jujitsu these days. Cool. Look at me. I'm, I'm making it about me over here, Raph. Bail me out. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You're fine. You're fine. Personal experience yeah, is just fine. <laughs> I listen. I sometimes go grab a snack. <laughs> I wouldn't get a snack. I literally ate a fucking, what is this? A peach. Uh, just because I was low on food and uh, I wanted to make sure that I was healthy for you kids. I'm looking out for myself. And I would what ask this you to do fruit? I never eat this. <laughs> Although, you know what's really great is I see Keith now pimping out food sponsors. When before, I'd be like, yo, Keith, have you ever thought about getting a food sponsor? And he was like, ooh, I don't like good food. I just like hamburgers. And I was like, that'll change. Oh, no, I'm not those <laughs> I'm not sponsored by them. I don't I mean I, I eat their stuff every now and then, but no, they just they're they just go to my gym. They're they're just friends. It's very yeah, sweet. No, of you. Still still I stay true to the I don't yeah, meal prep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Keith <laughs> Gregorian diet of gushers. <laughs> yeah, I, I've tamed it down a little, but I I don't I yeah, I don't diet without sugar. <laughs> on why did you have to tame it down uh because i'm getting older and because i could feel the weight of the carbs that i was eating 
oh, you remember all those times I was telling you, hey, Keith, this will end. And you're like, no, I'm going to be young forever. And I'd be like, Keith, there's a reason why you don't see me crush four bags of gushers at any given time. It's because you couldn't. <laughs> oh, when I was your age, I could put down then and much more. I just choose to be a smart adult. And it's very difficult at times to explain to the child why this is what it is. I will give Keith the opportunity to get some intel on Dan as we uh, start to circle, because we're going to get to some fight picks in a second. But Keith, what questions do you have that will give you better intel? If you were trying to figure out Dan as an opponent, what would you like to know about him that might tip you off in a competitive setting? Uh, I don't know. Dan, we're, uh, Mr. Esparza said you were a journalist. Where, where do you journal for? Uh, that, I would lose that term uh, loosely. I'm not an official <laughs> journalist. I guess I'm an analyst who just, you know, got that from getting beat up a lot in a lot of different places, I guess, <laughs> but just mainly getting beat up. Um, but yeah, I worked for MMA Junkie. Um, and then oh, I nice. for a, yeah. uh, a betting outlet as well, um, Line Movement, and uh do my own uh my own podcast so i don't think that makes me me quite quite a journalist uh but i do appreciate rafa being kind with the title there but uh but yeah man i just i don't know there wasn't there wasn't a, a lot of uh you know martial arts voices from a media space especially when i was watching it uh the sport so that, that was kind of my my motivation there Nice, cool. Yeah, I, I just uh, majored in journalism, so that's what I was curious. Oh, look, he's more of a journalist than me, and he can strangle me. <laughs> it's a setup. It's a setup. Well, let's look at two things. Number one, uh, to you, Dan, I would say, just <clears throat> take a glance at our field of people who call themselves journalists <laughs> in our sport. If you're not, who is? And no, <laughs> don't overlook Keith's degree, because right now, I'm pretty sure Keith's degree in journalism was spent very difficultly uh, looking at Instagram posts and saying, how do we turn this into an article? <laughs> you know what, still, it's uh, all this is setting uh, is not feathering the nest well for me if I take a loss here. Because like, not only am I like, a low-key old guy to where like, oh, I'm getting tapped by young guys all the time. That's like no surprise. But it's like, oh man, these young kids. I've, you know, when they were nine years old, uh, you know, uh, I was doing this, and uh, see so yeah, that aspect. But I'm like, dude, this guy's, this guy seems pretty, pretty darn smart. He's got a degree. I went to three colleges, and I didn't get one degree. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like 35. So you're doing good, Keith. You're doing good, man. Keep it up, brother. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I also like the fact that Keith. Uh, his, has like a journalism degree that makes me always want to look at him and be like, Keith, can you just do a very nice post on most different practices for the grappling uh, news sites that pass themselves off as news sites? Like, could you volunteer your time to help them not be fake news all the time? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, yeah, here's I'm what we're going to I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say anyone. We got to keep we got to keep you safe good. and spared <laughs> from the wrath of certain major uh, mega outlets that are out there. Um, well, gents, before I start to transition, do you have any last nice words that you want to say to each other or any other opportunity? I'm giving you both an open floor to just, you know, get out the last good portions because it might get ugly in about five minutes. Uh, if you look to uh, get any reprisals, should we uh, meet each other on the mats one day, Keith? 
Um, just keep it to suffocating me unconscious as opposed to the joint locks. I'm rather old and fragile these days. Uh, aside from that, man, good luck. That sounds good. <laughs> Thanks. I have very bad news in letting you know that is not how Keith rolls. He has rolled with me. I am old as shit. He doesn't care. <laughs> it was you. Yeah, with you. <laughs> not going easy. I, I've seen Keith turn it on extra, extra, extra when we're rolling. And I'm like, Keith, you do understand. I'm like a decade plus older than you. And he's like, I don't care. It's, it's because fine. he's so smug. He is so smug <laughs> when you roll. He literally does nothing the whole time. He lays on his belly. And then he just tries to stop you from submitting him. I would say I don't lay on my belly because that just doesn't even accurately describe what I do. What happens is... No, it's pretty much what it is. No, Starfish on, on the mat. It's not that. Here's what happens. The children pass the guard very, very effortlessly because they move. <laughs> and some of them, like Keith, tend to be pretty good at what they do. And then as a result of that, then when they go to murder me, because I say, if I try to keep them at bay and prevent them from passing my guard, then everything hurts. So I guess sometimes the worst of two evils is to let them pass and then just micro reverse engineer everything they're trying to do. And then they get mad at me because they're not submitting me as if uh, I did. AKA you don't do anything because it's hard. <laughs> it's not because it's hard. <laughs> because it takes effort. Not even that. It's like Keith, who's going to win in a scramble me or you just figure out on paper how that works. I want you to say it though. Who wins in a scramble? It's obviously you, unless I'm you. or I'm on all of the steroids that other athletes in BJJ are definitely not on at my age, and somehow still you could win. do that. You could, could do that. that. You're not on steroids. Also, I'm against that idea. So no, I'm not going to do that, Keith. Just to beat Keith, no. But for Keith to come on my show, and how be like, bad do you want it? How bad do I want it? You know, here's the thing. I'm not bad as a personality. Uh, if you look at the different podcast hosts, I'm fine. That is my genre of people. When Dan and I eventually get to roll, I think it'll be fine. And you know what? I like Dan, so I'm not going to do all of the mean things that Keith Kikorian does to me. I, I respect Dan. <laughs> Thank you. And I, 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 I think I respect Raph's game because, like, input turtle – between going up to belly and like, that's me too, man. I'm just like, pass. I'm just going to go defend from here and <laughs> hopefully I can micro engineer as well. So I respect that, man. Old man, old man style. Yeah. Keith has only gotten one element of old man and it was him going like, Oh, these gushers are hard to eat when you get older. Well, I got bad news about your jujitsu game in case you're wondering how that goes. But anyway, I digress. Instead of talking shit to each other, it seems that Keith has started a war with me, and that is not acceptable because I'm the <laughs> goddamn moderator of this thing. So I want to make sure that Keith understands how this goes. And I would say we transitioned with the music, but I don't have it either because see Kevin being gone. So I'm, don't give me a uh, Keith. I'm not in the mood for that. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> no, that no, that wasn't that wasn't about you. I was just adjusting. <laughs> Oh, oh, you're just getting old now. Good for you. <laughs> All right, kids. You did wake ladies. me up from a nap. So it's 5 p.m. I don't know if that's, you did. I don't know if that's a, 
was more about me being old or, or young. I don't know. Oh, Jesus, Keith. All right, <laughs> ladies and gents, here's the game of Over Under Kevin. Now it's time for the thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. All right, let me explain how the rules work. My name is Raph. As far as I host this portion of the show, the way over under Kevin works normally is we give two people the opportunity to say who they think is going to win on a given fight. We go all the way throughout the card randomly. So yes, we pick them out of order. And after we give them 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win, I then give each participant, if I am willing, 15 seconds of rebuttal time to say what they want to one another. Obviously, Correct picks are important here, but we here at the show value trash talk more than anything. Gents, do you both understand the rules? Yes, sir. All right, great. Yep. Now is the first opportunity for you to talk trash to one another. I will start with Dan. Do you believe that young Keith is starting to feel old and needed to take a nap because he knew he was going to be outworked and outclassed by you today? Uh, I think I think it's you know probably is more of a poor poor diet, sounding like a lot of sugar. Perhaps Keith is crashing over there, so that's what I'm really hoping it is from a competitive standpoint. That way, I can get the edge on him. That way, I don't I don't know where his mental standpoint is, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, uh, Keith, do you have a response hard, to that? Or a trash talk? I know. <laughs> Keith, do you feel that's true? Do you feel that you're just you're getting too old that you can't pick? No. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. I would also ask this, Keith. We asked if you have anything to prove, but will it mean more to beat Dan than it would to beat Kevin at over under Kevin without Kevin? No. Kevin would would mean a lot more. Sorry, Dan, but I wanted to beat Kevin. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow, was, <laughs> but you know what? That's how he lulls you in. That's how he's won so many matches. That's how he's a two-time Sapatero division winner. And uh, I'm just telling you, you know, he, he takes on people in different divisions. So this is not new for young Keith Kikorian. But ladies and gents, we're going to start off in the lightweight category in about between Joel Alvarez and Alexander Yakolev, that's not a real name. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and start. I'm going to put 15 seconds on the clock. And Keith, you are going to give us your analysis on this fight to begin. You have the floor, Keith. Okay. Uh, I don't know Joel Alvarez, but I know Yakolev, so I'll just pick him. He's old, but he's tough. So. <laughs> Well, Keith is already off to a monster start, not knowing who <laughs> is on this card. Dan, yeah, no, not... I'm not. I don't want to spoil too much, but I'm. I don't know many people on this card. God damn it, Keith! All right, Dan, <laughs> the the floor is now yours. Fifteen seconds on the clock. All right. Uh, yeah, basically, I like Yakov Love too. He's an underrated grappler, despite being known for his sweet, sweet rap videos. Um, but however, I think he's more like a neutralizer at best as far as UFC levels, whether he's like at 170 or kind of undersized and skinny or just like cutting too much weight. I don't know what weight class is going to be at either way. I like the favorite Yoel Alvarez here. He's never lost by submission and wins by submission. So I'll take him. Keith, do you feel that 
Dan is putting out predictions on how it should get done and that you're a little, you know, not prepared in the sense that you're not creating the scenario in which they're going to win by? Uh, I, I missed the question there, but no, I, you told me about this yesterday. I, I, I don't really, I don't really watch too much MMA these days. I don't know these guys. So Dan, I guess the question is Keith used to message me and tell me that the people that I picked were bums because they didn't know anything about MMA. Has Keith become one of those bums? <laughs> You know, it's kind of switches the camera to a two person. Oh, he is dude. so Fox News. <laughs> it is, oh it is. It's great. I think uh, I think it's a classic <laughs> tale like of, of a fighter. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, Keith's jujitsu trajectory, but we've seen it with fighters. You know, they they're very experienced. They're in these credentials like we talked about. Keith has at the top of the show. But then maybe they rest on those laurels and this whole new crowd comes in, you know? And next thing you know, Keith was like, I thought I was the baby face who ate the gummy bears and hit the strangles. But, like, there's this whole new wave coming in. So uh, I think it's more like more like that classic tale as old as time, if you will. Keith, do you have a response to any of that? Are you just are you just feeling overwhelmed now? Because I need, I think that Dan is winning both the trash talk and the analysis. Exactly. That was me. Uh, no, I, I feel fine. I didn't. I didn't claim to know every fighter on this card before I came on. So, but you've messaged. I have messages in my DM that from you, like four years ago when I watched MMA Weekly. <laughs> I agree, but you were still talking trash about people who were not up to your standards, who were coming on to make bet picks, and now. To be what honest, I think even my first pick was better analysis than most guys he used to have on the show. Wow. Wow, Keith. Maybe you're just a little blind to your <laughs> own weaknesses here, and that will come back to hit you in old age, but you don't know that yet. All right. We are now going to another fight, and on this one, Dan, you're going to lead us off. The names of the individuals involved in this one are – this is Daun Jung versus – Smiling, Sam Alvey. Dan, you got the floor. This is tough, man. I don't I don't even know the odds off this one offhand, but I'm going to say Da Jung is the favorite, uh, and that's where my pick is probably going to go. And I like Sam Alvey. I know Sam Alvey, uh, one of the few UFC fighters who have been on my podcast. I love me some southpaws, deceptively strong in the clinch, but we've seen him shoot himself in the foot. Um, you know, the counters too much, doesn't throw enough volume. Uh, I'll take uh, the, the crazy Korean man, and I say that with all love as Asian. <laughs> I'm glad that you threw that in there. I was concerned we were going to get in and out of that one without mentioning anybody's ethnicity and if they lined up. <laughs> Keith, let's go over to you for your pick on this one. Do you also hate Sam Alvey? Uh, no, I like him, but yeah, he's not going to win this one. Yeah, I would, I would, I would bet money on Don Jung if I had money but uh yeah i yeah i think i think uh sam alvey's gonna lose okay so both of you are at this point now where you're saying that you think that one smiling sam alvey is going to lose is there a scenario in which you see him winning dan unless he can repeat the caesar fajeda thing in brazil and you know just hit the knockout 
you know, point to the spray on tan that he wasn't supposed to be wearing in the first place. You know, the smiling Sam that we all loved. <laughs> uh, but we haven't seen that smiling Sam in a long time. Uh, we've even seen some, you know, angry Sam. So uh, I don't think angry Sam gets the KO. Keith, do you feel like you're going to send a message to smiling Sam to let him know that one Dan Tom had him on the show, but no longer respects him as a fighter? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not you. I'm not going to stir the pot for no reason. <laughs> this is for reason, you idiot. This has had plenty of reason. This is a competitive field. I've seen you not take it easy on people who were white belts at tournaments, Keith. I've seen you take it not easy on old, invalid people. Yeah, I'm going to go keep saying things that may be true, but I can't prove them. I have seen you go out of the way to an old woman crossing the street and you knock out her walker. And I said, whoa, if only the public knew the real <laughs> Keith Kikorian. Raraf, your version of Pepperidge Farm Remembers is super brutal. It's probably going to be a site <laughs> on the show in the future. Just saying that now. <laughs> hey, listen, I am nothing if not a content machine. So I'm more than happy to create enough content for my show and nine other podcasts. So... I feel very good about that. Uh, Keith, you're going to keep this party going. You're going to tell us who's winning between Leanna Joja and Miranda Maverick. Keith, you have the floor. 15. Okay, yeah, another one. I don't know the other girl too well. I think I may have seen her fight, but I know Miranda really well, and she's really good, really good. I've seen her both jujitsu and MMA. Um in person and she's she's good i'd pick her by a uh, submission i guess oh look at that keith's coming in with the method in which he now believes it's getting done like another person on the show was doing maybe just a few seconds ago look at that dan you're, you're starting to translate here dan let's go to you for your pick on this one man you know i shouldn't shoot myself in the foot to admit this but yeah keith knows much more already about man miranda maverick than i do um, I only looked her up briefly, I believe, for a failed booking. It's going to be her first UFC fight, but I think she she should be she should win this one against Jojua. Um, and you know, yeah, she's she's won by submission, never lost by submission, so probably be by submission. So let me get this straight. I'm looking at your picks here. Have you guys agreed on every pick so far? Dude, I think no, so. No, I think he no he picked Alvarez. Oh person. yeah, I, I picked Alvarez. Yakovlev. Uh, yep. yep. Yeah. All right, that's a good You're test. paying attention as, as far as what's going on. The issue that I have here is when I'm writing down the notes, I get non sequiturs from Keith that when you do improv, <laughs> I, I straight up said I don't know the other guy. <laughs> Here's what happens. Keith's the guy who would improv when you go, yes, and Keith goes, no. And I'm like, <laughs> we got to make this work, kid. So I'm saying as I'm both writing down this, because I can go back and really listen to it, by the way. Thank you. But I am playing multi-roles here, young man. One day, you know, I don't feel you learned enough in that journalism degree to understand everything that I do. So uh, you are exhausting. <laughs> I, oh, I am the best interviewer that you know. And I think we know uh, that's true. Or that, or you're super smart, and he's setting us up the loser here to, to demand a recount if, if they lose, you know? <laughs> we have, Maybe. in the past, if I'm uh, perfectly honest, in the past, uh, I used to actually uh, re-look at the, the results, and Kevin used to tab them 
And then I would just to double check, he'd be like, I had six out of seven. I was like, actually, it was seven out of seven. And so he was like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, I write them down too. So nice. uh, there have been a couple times when I've, I have had to d- double check and go over on him. Let's continue this on. This isn't about Kevin. It's about you guys. And that last pick belonged <laughs> to Dan. Is it about Kevin? <laughs> I mean, it's over under Kevin without Kevin. I've only done this bit once before on the show. And uh, he has been on every other episode except for like two or three. So, you know, it, it is how we get by. Now we return back over to Dan. Dan, who do you have? In the next fight between Mohamed Ankalov and Ion Cute Labia, go. <laughs> I love the pronunciation on Elon there. Uh, I won't say the last name like that, but uh, yeah, I, I like the other <laughs> side. I like Ankalaev, or as I like to call Dagestani Stipe Miocic. Just do it, folks. A little bit more of a pointed nose, throw the beard on there. You got it. Trust me. Uh, so for that reason, and his creepy uh, knockout power and grounded pound from the Southpaw stance, Ankalaev all day. Keith, you have the floor. Go. Um, I was going to pick Magomed because his name is Magomed, but I'll pick uh, Ion Kutalaba because I've seen him fight a couple times. It's pretty good. Interesting. Keith, you're starting to take the foot off the gas pedal here. You were normally following what Dan was putting out there. Now I wait, wait. He, he, he was following me on that last one. So uh, no. I, I have things that say on this because I wrote it down, Keith. Thank you. It yeah, said, that sticky note has proved to be very unreliable. So <laughs> Jung, which you both agreed on, he picked Yeah, her. I was gonna pick him anyways. <laughs> No, yeah, okay, great job. I like that you throw out Fox News earlier before, and you're like, actually, I knew that, and also inaccurate. So let me just point that out to you, Keith. Some of us pay attention and also somehow manage to eat ice cream. Okay, uh, some of us pay attention, not being you. <laughs> I literally just showed how I paid attention with evidence. <laughs> and if people want to go back and find when you followed in suit, they can rewind this episode. So, yes. Okay, rewind to the part where you forgot my first pick. (laughs) Well, I said that you guys were picking a lot of the same ones because guess what? They still match up thus far in, except for this one as well. So you picked right on two and picked differently on the other two. So it's not that far off. Anyway, I digress. I actually had to make sure that you got that right because for a second you had me worried. (laughs) (laughs) I started out, I was like, wait, does he still not know that we picked different? No, on the I, first one. I 100% got that, but uh, I definitely like the idea that Keith is sitting here being like, we need a fact checker on this show. I'm I like, think we need a fourth party to <laughs> fact check here. Where's your wife? I guarantee, you know what's very funny is Kelly looked at me and when I said, we're going to have to do it over under Kevin without Kevin, she said, oh, I would do it. And I go, that's a bad idea. The over under Kevin needs to be Kelly versus Kevin. That one, I think, is a truly uh, epic show that should happen. But I, I'm glad that, that she... Be, oh, you, sh- you should do that. I think I've said maybe when we get around to like our series finale, that's what we should do. Because then she yeah. get unleashed on uh, a holy hell of like, so this is what you guys did every week? <laughs> cool. Thanks for wasting our time. No big deal. So anyway, Keith, we're going to stay on you for this next fight pick. And if I am remembering correctly, this one is about in the middleweight category between 
Jacob, Malkoon, and Phil Haas. Keith, the action starts with you, sir. I think I, I only barely know Phil Haas, and I don't remember if he's good or not, but I'll pick him because I know him. <laughs> I have a feeling that, that Dan's going to pick the other guy. Do you? Okay, well, let's see yeah, if I don't that... Know. I feel like that other guy's good, but I, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, okay, Dan. All right, I got to pee real quick, other? sorry. Let me know if he picks the other guy. Wait, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I got to go real bad, I'm sorry. Why would back. you tell us that now? <laughs> Mute the mic, man. Mute the mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not about to create a naked gun sequence right now. You might want to put him backstage in case he's got the, No, he, he looked like he didn't have the AirPods on, so I don't I think just, we'll get one of those. I can't believe the child told me, hey, can you pause the show? I have Black to show. go number one. Like, I'm both sympathizing and jealous, Raph, because I have, like, a bladder from hell. Like, when I was on radio, everyone would make fun of me for running at every commercial break like a, like a madman possessed. Uh, to get to the bathroom, so I, I understand the pain, but uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. I, I care about the young man's health. I just love the fact that he segued it in. Here's the good news you do this pick, and then the next pick. So, floor is yours, Dan. Who is winning this one between Jacob and Phil? Actually, I'm on the same side of um, so Keith was wrong in that respect. I'm gonna take Phil Hawes, and he was also wrong in the fact that I probably know about Jacob. Um, I don't. In my defense, though, the dude only has four fights. So, like, do I really need to know about Jacob? I'm going to go with Phil for that reason. So there's my analysis. Uh, important question, and I don't know the answer to it just yet, but is there a photo of him on the website, or is it a Blake silhouette? It, there is a photo, but he is ageless. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and he's not from Cuba. He's from Australia. Like, they have records there, you know? Uh, I know that they could be the butt of some jokes, too. Uh, love my Australian people, but I don't think it's that bad where they're not keeping records over there. So, yeah, this guy, um, I, I don't think he comes from a, a reputable scene and has not fought reputable opponents, let's just say. I wish that people could see what I'm seeing in the green room, which is that Keith was blowing his hair out of his face and then brushed <laughs> it aside. Keith, you do know that you can always do this, but instead you literally were curving your mouth to go – <laughs> it was like directly in my eyeball. So he didn't grow up with the American gladiators like we did, where they just had the the head shake thing. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that missed his generation. Keith, I yeah, guess I don't know that reference. <laughs> I feel I feel. Thank you for making me feel old. That was a joke, but yes, I am old. See, folks, Keith literally <laughs> went away from the show to come back and be like, "Yep, still old." Everybody else, hey, yeah, I do have to ask this. Has the hair proven to be weird when you are rolling? Because I don't remember you ever having hair this long. So is it an adjustment? Um, not really. I don't really think about it. I, there was one time when I think, or like there was a few matches where I had to like push my hair out of my face, but that was about it. <laughs> Okay, because I, I legitimately wondered that, I think, when I was watching one of your matches. I want to say it's probably Sapatero or it might have been Sug, but I saw there was a split second where I saw you kind of do one of these, and I was like, no one knows what that is until they get into COVID, and then all of a sudden, all of us are like, 
why do I have this much hair? I'm not used to this world. Yeah. I feel that. Well, I mean, Dan, I don't know what your normal hair situation is, though. So I, I'm very happy. Have you had the bang hair where you have to flip it up every once in a while? I got this is longer than it, it, it seems. I can actually not just ponytail it, but put it in, like, in a ball. Uh, so when I'm grappling out of courtesy, I, I'll put it in the, the samurai knot, um, mm -hmm. you know, like a hipster out of courtesy. But I figured in competition, like, why not just make the guy miserable, right? Like, screw it. Let it hang, right? I don't know. That is fair. All right. Well, let's continue on right now. We have our next bout. By the way, Keith, just to let you know, because I am keeping track when you're gone, <laughs> but good news, you were wrong. He didn't go the other way. He actually went with Hawes as well. Oh, well, then I'll switch mine. Yeah, let me switch mine then. You're going to go with Malcoon? Yeah, I don't know anything about him, but yeah, I'll switch. I don't want to pick the same ones. That's boring. <laughs> I, listen, you're from your lips to God producer's ears. Like, whenever guests start picking the same, I'm always like, can I throw in a fucking wrench to make them do something different? But is, you know, uh, Dan, is Phil Hawes any good though? I, I like I know the name, but I don't know if I've seen him fight. It's one of those things where they built him up to be really good, like the next John Jones, because mm -hmm. he's one of John Jones' trading partners. But really, not not everybody is John Jones kind of a thing. I think that was the deal. <laughs> lost some lost some key matches, and then it's like yeah. you know everyone everyone turns the steering wheel by hyping a guy too hard, right? And then mm -hmm. when he loses, they go, "Oh, he sucks now." So it's one of those things. <laughs> okay, yeah, just uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that he trained with John Jones. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure. Uh, don't quote. Don't quote me exactly. But I'm pretty sure that was the story. <laughs> yeah, I'll text John after this. <laughs> uh, I didn't hear you on that, Raph. Yeah, Mr. Barza, your mic's muted. Thank you. Still yes, there we go. <laughs> I was saying I don't think we should all be texting John Jones in any given way, shape, or form. It's usually something that leads to bad news for everybody involved. Uh, it's a good thing yeah. that we're all very close friends with him, though. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, he's really are... he's really open with the fans, I hear. Man. <laughs> he gives his number out to anybody. <laughs> like, slow heel turn Keith has been one of the more intriguing things to go <laughs> on. Like, Keith is in his Instagram story saying such crazy things as like, yo, climate change is real, fools. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's like shit talking from Keith. He doesn't talk shit like that. But him coming out with a hard stance, especially in the 10th planet system, is like, damn, he might as well be a Black Panther at this point. <laughs> oh, why is that awesome. so sadly true? Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No comment, though. I don't want to yeah. get into that. Yeah. I I've got some. I now have some lineage connection to Ted Planet too, so maybe I should shut up, huh? All right. <laughs> I mean, we're the cousins of Ted Planet and John Jock, so I don't, I don't get too much there. I just see him in a few family functions, and then you know Eddie and I bust each other's balls. But let's move to our next fight, gents. This next <laughs> fight is one between Nathaniel Wood versus Casey Kenny, which sounds like a country singer, but I'm told is a fighter. We begin with Dan on this one, Dan. Man, I'm interested in the odds. Uh, I'm not going to look at it now to cheat. 
And instead, I'm going to give you a pick because that's what it's for. I'm going to go again, my southpaw bias with Casey Kenny. He's got some judo. He's got some jujitsu. He's got some Greco uh, and freestyle wrestling as well to boot. Um, I think he can be the better uh, grappler. And Nathaniel Wood, deceptive on the ground. He mixes it up. That makes his striking work. Not going to happen against Kenny and his improved southpaw striking. All right, Keith, where are you going on this one? I'll go with Nathaniel Wood. I know that he's from the UK, I think. And (laughs) (laughs) I know that he has fought in the FC. (laughs) Wow. Keith is crushing it on analysis thus far in. I'll ask you Uh, this, Dan. What have you learned about Keith that you didn't know in the first few seconds of talking with him? Um. I, I learned that, you know, he, he, he doesn't do as much analysis as you talked up, Raph. However, he does prove my archetype <laughs> that I put out in the beginning where it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, he's going to beat you and you're going to feel that much worse because you're like, this guy's young. He's done less work to prepare. He's got his ass kicked a lot less and he still kicked my ass. So perhaps he can still prove us right by the end of the day as, as well. Okay, maybe we'll see. <laughs> How many fights are on this card? I feel like we're like, like not even halfway through. We are at about the halfway point, but I just like the idea that Keith is like sitting here going, what the hell, man? What, what did I sign up for here on this? But I mean, Keith, you're the so one hungry. <laughs> it's, oh, there's a sunset too? outside. Wait. Oh, you see that? That's actually pretty nice. Pretty nice. Yeah. Keith, no, can, put that back out there. Now we can see it. I gave you full frame. Oh really? Oh sorry. Yeah, yeah it's kind of nice. That's very ah, nice. It is. Oh nice. Yeah, uh, it's a little, it's kind of pretty. My my room sometimes has a good view, sometimes it doesn't. Well, I very much appreciate that, and I know our audio listeners who are only listening to the audio. <laughs> oh no. Are going That's to be funny like because wow. I only listen to the audio. Sorry, I have to plug my phone in, so I'm gonna switch to this. Okay. Oh, oh my god! How phone. many things are you looking sorry. to not do right, Keith? <laughs> sorry. You went to go pee. You're telling us you uh, okay. didn't I'm sorry. <laughs> and you forgot to plug in your phone. All right. We'll keep this thing expeditious for you. The next fight God damn it, is the co-made event on this one. I'm going to put 30 <laughs> seconds. And the 30 seconds will be for one Keith Kikorian to tell us who's going to win in the middleweight bout, which could have huge title implications between Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker, and Jared oh, Cannonier. Nice. Keith, Sweet. the floor is yours. Into the good ones. I'm picking Robert Whitaker because I love I he's like one of my favorite fighters. Not because like he's like I mean he's he's exciting. I felt like his last fight with Darren Till was so boring. Uh, and I kinda thought that he lost, but whatever. Uh, but I just think he's a really cool guy. And he does a lot of jujitsu. He like competes in jujitsu, so yeah. Didn't he compete at like ADCC trials? Yeah, yeah. He went against um, he went against oh, funny story. He went against this guy named Harry Gresh. Um, and maybe it's not as funny because I don't want to get into who Harry Gresh is, but he's this like catch wrestler guy who just spams Kimuras on basically everyone. <laughs> like he'll just reach for a Kimura from like standing. He'll just turn his back on you and grab a Kimura. So, anyways, <laughs> but yeah, but he went against. Uh, Bob Robert Whitaker and I think uh, yeah uh, yeah he looked. <laughs> let me uh, he looked. 
Let me also, I think this is a good time to go ahead and tell uh, Dan as well. Keith has participated in the AADCC uh, competition here. So nice. just to kind of give you an idea of the caliber of guests that we have brought. Granted, he's not showing that today, but he is that caliber of competitor. Dan, do you know ADCC? Is that, do you know, are you familiar? Yes, I'm, very, I'm familiar with ADCC for sure. Okay. That, that, that much respect. Uh, and I, I've always been more more of a, a no-gi guy myself and more kind of ah. more more catch wrestling than, than BJJ. I'm actually super, super uh, noob on BJJ for how long I've been <laughs> grappling. It's actually quite funny how ignorant I am on a lot of stuff. No, oh, that's cool, though. Oh, I didn't know you were uh, uh, into, like, the uh, grappling side of things. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to sidetrack the show or keep you from eating, but uh, but yeah. I, uh, like I said, man, I I don't think I have credentials that I can brag about or my the ranks that I've earned. So I'll just say I've been beat up in a lot of different martial arts. <laughs> All right, let's keep this party going, uh, Dan. I need a pick from you on this one. Floor is yours. Thirty seconds. Yeah, man, it's tough. Uh, money's coming in on Whitaker, who was surprisingly open as the underdog. I'll pick Whitaker as well, not just because I'm a fan as well. Um, I, I think that he's going to be uh, the better uh, wrestler, uh, so he'll be able to determine where this fight goes. And unless Cannoneer gets a knockout, which he could, uh, I think Whitaker wins this out, outright. It was, he didn't look great against Till. I think he shook that off. Uh, give me Whitaker by decision. I'm going to be so sad if Whitaker gets knocked out. I, me too. I, uh, yeah, that would, be, that would be awful. Keith, uh, let me ask this, though. Are you prepared for him to lose? And do you see any scenario in which you could possibly see Bobby Knuckles lose? Oh, for sure. Yeah, he could get knocked out. <laughs> Cannoneer hits really hard, it looks like. Um, so, yeah, he could definitely lose, and that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> and, like, part of me, like, part of my brain is, like, thinking to pick Cannoneer because he's, like, so powerful. Um, but... I just, I can't, I don't want to put that bad energy out there for Robert Whitaker. Dan, are you picking up that, that Keith is willing to mulligan this fight so that his non-friend friend, one Bobby Knuckles could potentially win? Are you sensing fear in him? God damn it, Raph. You're such a good matchmaker with a nice guy thing, because this is like a man in the mirror match trying to try to fight Keith on this one. Cause like, I have the exact take and I was literally accusing myself of the exact same thing. Like, and, and I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to it. Even though I know I'm probably wrong. I know Cannoneer is going to knock him out, which is why he was opened up as the favorite in the first place. But I'm a, but I'm a fan of Bobby Knuckles and, uh, and yeah, but you could also argue that, you know, Cannoneer's middle, right, middle, right run is kind of inflated. If you look at like the, the trajectory of Dave branch, Anderson Silva, and although Hermanson is still arguably in his prime, uh, he, he himself admits that he loses to those fast-starting athletic dudes, whereas Robert Whitaker's had his fair share of fast-starting or just super dangerous athletic dudes. So uh, I'll, I'll still take Whitaker. Okay. This was something that I was intrigued about because it seems that Israel Adesanya wants Cannoneer to win. Do you feel like that is the better matchup because this has title implications? Keith, I'll ask that question to you first. Uh, yeah, I mean, I felt like they should have just gave Cannoneer the title shot, to be honest. Like, I want, I, you know, I want um, compelling challengers for Adesanya. And, I mean, as of right now, like, I mean, Robert Whitaker was beat pretty soundly in their last fight, so he's not as compelling. So, I mean, 
it, it was a weird weird matchmaking decision to to, to put Whitaker and or Cannonier in there instead of just giving him a title shot. Dan, same question to you, but why do you think they did this? Uh, I, I, first off, based on your question, I disagree with Adesanya uh, with Cannonier being the dark horse, though I do agree um, with him deserving mm-hmm. it, like like Keith said. Uh, so I, in that sense, it's like, yeah, why would you do this? But like, let's say they gave him the title shot against Adesanya. I honestly think he gets countered like crazy. We've already seen him get countered from the Southpaw stance and beat by Reyes. Like being countered is the way to kind of beat both these guys. The difference is Whitaker counters better of the two, which is why I'm picking him. But that's also why we've seen guys like Darren Till go super counter heavy. You know, when he fought him, I don't think, I honestly don't think Cannonier can do it. And I think that he doesn't look like the dark horse at all if he gets his title shot when Adesanya is wearing the belt. I, I'm glad that you guys had that take because I got to tell you, just the way that Izzy was talking about Cannoneer, he just was essentially saying like, hey, bro, I'll see you soon. I'm probably not going to see him. And I just thought, right. oh, okay, well, why are we doing this fight then? But here we are. I don't know if it's to build interest. I don't know if it's to maybe uh, try and give a more respectable reason to an audience to be invested in it. I personally couldn't tell you. I just know that I looked at it and I said, I guess we're doing that. And all things considered, for a fight card like this, that aside from Gagey and Khabib, needs a little bit more star power, in my opinion. So just uh, just putting it out there that I am glad they're there. Maybe wish there was something else <laughs> about that. Let's go to our next fight on this one. You are going to lead us off on this one, Dan. It is Stefan Struve versus Ty Tui Vasa. Go. Fucking hell. Man, this could be I'm, – I'm curious to see who the odds makers have favored on this one. Again, lines are out. I'm, I'm trying to keep it honest and fair right now. Um, I'm going to say that they're going to favor Tui Vasa slightly. Uh, but you know what? I'll go with uh, I'll go with Struve for a really ugly fight. Actually, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. I like Stefan Struve. I'm always talking about his underrated ground game, and like he 99% of the time proves me uh, wrong. So I'm just going to go with Taitu Ivasa to uh, get a really ugly heavyweight win and survive whatever Struve works out in his head. Okay, Keith, is it going to be ugly? And if so, are you agreeing that the ugliest person will win? Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just heavyweights. I'll go with Stefan Struve, uh, because I don't know. I'm not overly impressed with either guy. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. Unless Ty Tuivasa was the guy who, who like flying need that one dude. I don't think he was, I think he got knocked out like a couple times by like junior and, um, maybe like some other guy. I don't know. You're right about both those things. All right, there we Look go. Some other guy. <laughs> Good job, Keith. You but yeah, kind I'll, of I'll go with Stefan Struve. Struve. <laughs> There's you so many sound- fights now. Oh, it's so hard to keep track of stuff. It's legitimately the same amount of fights on this card. It's just more fights in general. That's what I said. For, for, yeah, I said for, for, that's what... For uh, for what it's worth, you got the favorite there, and I'm looking now. I'm gonna stick to my pick, by the way. But uh, Ty Tuivasa got choked out by Sergey <laughs> Spivak. So your Stefan Struve pick's probably looking pretty good based on that that fact. <laughs> Keith, let it. me ask cool. this: is it, 
Is it cheating to look at the betting odds? Do you consider that cheating if you were to do that? No, I mean, I can kind of, I mean, I can just like guess who the favorites are. I don't think it makes a difference. I think we've been fairly all over the board, both of us too. Like, I don't think we've all, me or Keith, have just like pick, picked uh, chalk, as they say, pick favorites. I think we both have sprinkled a fair amount of underdogs. So, well, except for Keith using yeah. whatever. Tinkerbell energy that he can for clapping through his TV to give that energy to one Bobby Knuckles when he fights over the weekend. So no, I get it. I I, I understand <laughs> that. We're gonna move on. Keith, you pick this next one. It is about between Alex Oliveira versus Sharkbait Rakimov. That sounds good enough. Let's go, Keith. You go first. Uh, I only know Cowboy Oliveira. I don't know this other guy. It, I am I. It's funny because like some guys, I'm like, oh, this is probably their first UFC fight, and then it's like, no, they've they've had like five fights already. <laughs> uh, so this could be one of those guys, but I know Cowboy, and he's a good grappler, good striker, powerful striker. So I'll take him by TKO. I don't know. Sweet, Dan. Yeah, man. I honestly don't know the other gentleman. I'm kind of surprised he wasn't favored, just being an undefeated fighter. I swear, I saw him favored earlier this week. I'm but I'm, but I'm pretty sure I'm wrong on that. So I'll just take the more familiar product and Alex Oliveira. He's been there. Um, and uh, yeah, man, Cowboy does Cowboy things. Uh, so I'll go uh, by a, a knockout he probably is not supposed to get. Excellent. Gents, this is about the time when I like to tell you guys there is normally a wager or a bet that is involved. In the past, wagers or bets usually involve social media shout outs. In the past, Keith had to record a video in which he said on record that candy corn is an excellent form of Halloween candy, though we all know that's not true. So without saying what it is, normally I defer to the guests, but I have two guests this time. Do either (laughs) of you, without saying what it is, have a potential idea for a wager? Keith, I'll start with you. Yeah, yeah, I think I got a couple ideas. Okay, Dan, do you have an idea? I'm so scared of his ideas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot. Uh, yeah, you don't have I to figure it out now. We've still got like three more yeah. fights to go through, and then we'll right. get to that portion. All right, but cool. We are pressing on, and Dan, you are going to keep this party rocking and tell us who's going to win between Alexander Volkov and Walt Disney Harris. Go. Oh, my goodness. This is another tough one. Um, I think this is going to be another one where maybe I might go with the dog here, uh, which would be Walt Harris. Um, Southpaw striker, obviously, if he gets to the ground, that's a problem. Volkov, um, that's usually his problem, too, even though you could argue he's the better fighter, ground fighter, more experienced ground fighter. It's not his thing. He doesn't pursue it. Uh, Not a lot of Southpaws at heavyweights. Volkov, to my knowledge, has only maybe faced one. Um, So I'll go with, and that was Timothy Johnson. This guy's much more fastic, faster and athletic than old mustache Timothy. So I'll go with Walt Harris to get himself back on track. We're all rooting for him to do it against the Reem. I think he does it here. Keith. I'll agree because, yeah, yeah, Volkov's super boring. And Walt Harris, I think we all want him to win. So I'm not, not giving him any bad energy. <laughs> <laughs> I like, again, the very quick heel, Keith heel turns are very like, I just don't like that guy. So I root for opposite. Let's just do that. (laughs) Sound logic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's say this right now. I believe 
that will take us through the bulk of the card, except for the main event. I'm going to do a double check here real quick, because I'm pretty sure that brings us to our main event, ladies and gents. It is a huge fight, if there ever was to be one. And the fight in question is going to be one, Khabib Nurmag Medov versus Justin Gagey. Or, as many of us are hoping, extreme violence, the fight. We are going to start with Keith on this one. Keith, who do you have? 30 seconds on the clock, go. Okay. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Gagey on this. Um, like he, he said this before, every time we see Khabib shoot from the outside, he doesn't do a good job of finishing his shots. He'll push you up against the fence, and he does a much better job, uh, you know, finishing from there. But, I mean, from the outside, uh, I mean, Gagey's a really, really underrated wrestler. I remember... I remember I like knew more about him as a wrestler um, uh, than I did uh, an MMA fighter when I first started watching him in the World Series, um, and then uh, and then his power. I mean, like he said, you know, Khabib doesn't doesn't love getting hit like most grapplers. So I have Gaethje winning by I'll say unanimous decision. Okay, Dan. Yeah, man, I, I think he's picking where I want to pick, kind of like the Whitaker fight. <laughs> However, in case you guys haven't noticed, I have a bit of a Southpaw bias, especially on this card. And because of that Southpaw bias and me admittedly admitting that I picked Michael Johnson to beat both these guys. Um, and hey, you know what? He did prove some of the analysis right for what it's worth. Uh, I have lost all credibility as far as picking against Habib because I picked Connor to beat him. And for whatever reason, I even picked Poirier oh, to beat him my God. as well. I know, I know. <laughs> Trash me. So I've kind of like lost credibility. So I, I can no longer pick against Khabib. Uh, although I think Justin Gaethje, his Gramby roles will serve him well. The problem is he did it in wrestling. Um, he will turtle in tripod, which is a bad move against Khabib, who kind of develops all his meta around that. I'm all with the pushing against the fence, the bad initial shots. Uh, Gaethje's got great first layer at counter punching, which is going to be a real big thing that he, he showed in his last fight. So I wouldn't be surprised for Gaethje to win it. I'm still going to take Khabib. I think we see him dust off what he did to Edson. Uh, it may, it, when he fought Edson, a, a guy who could kick, it made Khabib come forward in the classic AKA realm. His striking looked better. He looked less comfortable. It's when he thinks he can box with guys is when he gets into trouble and you see his weaknesses. So for that reason, give me Khabib Nurmagomedov with a fourth round submission. I'm excited right. for the fight. I can't wait. <laughs> I got me excited. <laughs> well, Keith, why are you excited for the fight? Uh, this is, I mean, this is even more exciting than Tony versus Khabib for me. And I, I know I shouldn't say that because Tony's, I guess, 10th planet or something. But oh, hold on, hold um, on. He's got a note up? from Eddie Bravo. He says that you've been excommunicated from 10th planet. It was a good run. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> um, I, but no, I just, I just find this such a, a more um like i i just think that 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 khabib has more potential to or sorry that gage has more pot potential to beat khabib um i mean i i love tony and i think tony's dangerous but i, I think that that his style didn't match up very well it's it was I mean, he was gonna likely grapple with khabib and i don't think justin's gonna do that. i think he's gonna try to um you know uh like do damage and and you know uh, force khabib to strike so anyways yeah, uh, that's an interesting thing because, like, uh, it, I, I, I disagree there. I actually thought Tony was a, a more interesting and more more potent threat because he had the front choke threats that, like, Dustin and other guys showed. 
Um, but he also actively would Gramby more, which I think is a big key. Look at the Abel Trujillo fight, which everybody's like, oh, Khabib set takedown records. Like even a gassed, you know, NAIA wrestler uh, who traditionally falls apart in fights, he actually got better each time he Gramby rolled. Actually, he Gramby rolled and got to a mount his second or third time doing it to Khabib. He couldn't, um, he couldn't, you know, uh, capitalize because he's not as talented of a grappler, nor did he have the conditioning, right? Um, but seeing that, and I know we haven't seen Gaethje Gramby since like probably fought Luis Firmino, but I think that's more of a styles thing because again, he hasn't fought a lot of guys like a Khabib or a Firmino, AKA durable grappling specialists. And ultimately I think I'm just siding with, as a dude with a big head, I'm siding with Khabib's durability and big head over Gaethje who admitted himself that the reason why he doesn't wrestle in fights is because it gets him tired. And you even see that if you go back and watch his collegiate matches, he'll start off really strong with this pressure versus pressure that he talks about. He lives and dies by that sword. He, he'll he meet shit in the middle. The, the problem is if he can't capitalize or win from that point on, persistence can eventually break those walls down. And that's one thing that Khabib does have, even though – and I think that persistence makes up for his lack of wrestling. I think he's going to get shut down early. It's going to be super scary points early. But if he doesn't get knocked out in the first two rounds or so – I think he can really just by pushing the making Justin wrestle, even if he's successful, will just make Justin tired and he'll win. He'll win the long game, but that's what he's got to do. Anything on that, Keith? You good with that? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just saw you. Well, you're the one that kicked this off when you're like, I just got excited for this fight, and then Dan gives you (laughs) a encyclopedia as to why we should be excited (laughs) and you just i saw you nod and i go you good and you go yeah and i go is he lost again (laughs) no i'm so hungry i'm sorry it's like i usually have eaten by now so i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) well listen we're not going to keep you all that much longer we're very close to the end of this so gents the way we do tiebreakers because you did you know (laughs) pick a few that are similar but in the event of a tie we then go to fight of the night and two performances of the night. So I am going to ask you both to come up with two individuals that you think will be awarded a performance of the night and a potential fight of the night in your estimation. Dan, since you were the last one to go, you get this pick first. Um, if you're going with Gaethje, you know he's going to get it. But since I am not, I don't think Nurmaga Madoff gets it. Uh, if Walt Harris wins, like I'm predicting, he's definitely going to get a performance. So go ahead and put me down for Harris for one of the performance bonuses. Uh, I think uh, Alex Oliveira, if he wins by something spectacular, uh, he'll probably get it. So uh, put him down for that. And fight of the night, give me Casey Kenny versus Nathaniel Wood. feel pretty confident about that one. Keith. Okay, yeah, I was also going to say Walt Harris for a performance bonus just because, um, you know, everyone, the UFC, the UFC, you know, wants him to wants him to win. Um, and fight of the night could be even Gaethje, and then Gaethje gets a performance bonus also. Another bonus, yeah. double bonus for Gaethje. Oh, Look at that, Keith. Young Keith Kikorian doubling down on the Justin Gagey pick. Wow, that's a lot of things. Here's what I want to say on this, is that as a fight fan, I actually think there is more to offer if Justin Gagey wins that division. I think that division gets super exciting. I think you have a number of rematch opportunities. And I think even though the ship sailed for a title contention between 
Khabib and one Tony Ferguson, I'd still like to see the fight. I'm just passing it be for a title. So I don't care if they're 40 or 50 years old. I'd still watch it. I would just prefer that it be in a realm that doesn't hold up the division because we want to chance fate one more again. And if you look at Justin Gagey and Michael Chandler, that's a fight I want to see. Michael Chandler uh, could be sure, but ultra violence versus ultra violence speaks to my soul in a way that I would just like to see it all the way through. So those are just my notes. I would love to see it play out a certain way. Obviously, Khabib is enormously talented and a perfect record is something you cannot scoff at, especially with a champ as durable as him. All right, kid. Here's what I'm going to ask you, Keith. You had a glimmer in your eye. You looked at us. You said you had an idea. So I'm going to give the floor to you. What is the idea you have for a wager, sir? Okay. So my original one, um, it was going to be if you lose, you have to either drink. At the next UFC card that you watch, you either have to drink, well, I was going to say five, but six slushies or eat 50 chicken nuggets, 50 McDonald's chicken nuggets. But I feel like that's kind of cruel and childish. So um, I, if I, if, oh, we're not allowed to do like money ones though, huh? And not, not like, not no betting money, money, but. No um, money. If, Nobody here. No, I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm, I don't want any money, but, but, um, so either the, the slushy, the chicken one, the chicken nuggets, or, um, if you lose, you have to buy a shirt or sweater from my uncle's company. Um, he's, he's like a designer, um, and he has really cool uh, designs. I have a bunch that I could show you, but yeah. Can uh, also vouch. Those Mr. Sparza, what's the rules on that? Uh, you know, we're not a presidential uh, sort of thing. Like, we don't really have any kind of jurisdiction to tell people, like, hey, you can't uh, promote your family's business here. That's unethical. Like, we're pretty game for a lot of unethical here. I would say to Dan, Dan, I'm going to get your response. And I would like to ask, you do have the opportunity to counter here, but let's hear you out. Uh, I was going to say, I don't think it's too childish, although I would fail the slushy one. So in that case, put me down for the nuggets. The last okay. one, doesn't, uh, I'm down for, but it doesn't feel like a punishment. So I'll, I'll, I'll do that anyways, okay. but let's not make that the official thing. I'll, I'll support uh, okay. your uncle's thing anyways. Uh, but for, for the for the punishment part of it, um, for the entertainment part <laughs> of it, just put me down for the fifty nuggets and uh, that, fifty chicken nuggets. You think you can do that? Uh, sadly, sadly, I think I can. I will throw up like, ridiculously <laughs> off like two slushies. I don't know how I'm going to do five or six, um, and I do want to yeah. pay it off. I do want to take 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 the whoopings if I if I'm wrong. So put me down for the nuggets. At least I could pay that off. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if I can work it off, but I can pay it off. So okay, let's take <laughs> you're it. Gonna, you're gonna throw it up. You're not gonna. I mean, I don't know. I've never the most chicken nuggets that I've like tried to eat was thirty, and I got to like twenty four. So, and I I don't know. I I fancy myself as a as a uh, deep deep stomach. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm 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 interested to watch this. Fra- okay. Phrasing, phrasing. Uh, yeah. I, I might have to channel. It's okay. I'm going to channel my inner Japanese. I'm quarter Japanese. So I'll channel my inner Kobayashi and I'll see what I can do, you know? So what happens if you win and Keith loses, though? 
Oh, yeah. um, oh, I forgot that was a thing, too. That is actually, <laughs> like, again, we don't have a ton of ethics here, but we do have to try and make it somewhat equal for the invited parties. I feel like um, I feel like the, it'd be a cop out to just like bounce the chicken nugget one back. Um, though I would Aww. be game. I, 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 though I would be game if uh, you guys were game. Um, and but uh, I, I'm hesitant because it's not really my style. But you let me know for, for this show and whatnot. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. We'll maybe make make we can make Keith call out somebody like uh, you know. Uh, Sean O'Malley just got knocked out and has, a, has an injury. Maybe like, hey, man, I want to come back to a grappling match for charity <laughs> or something. And you get to pick a charity and do a call out. You got to call someone out whether or not they accept it. You know, it's another story, but you got to make some kind of a public call out. Uh, or should I go with something uh, with like a food challenge and kind of bounce back at him, Raph, which uh, which seems more appropriate. Here's I'd the, rather do the, I'd rather do the food one first. You would rather do the food one, which would tell you which way you're supposed to go. I... <laughs> would tell you the kid is not a human garbage disposal, but metabolism <laughs> hasn't caught up with him yet. And he can oh, yeah. it away. I would say as a party who's, you know, independent counsel here, it would be interesting to see Keith have to call out Bobby Knuckles to a grappling match if <laughs> his chosen stallion did not win. So, I mean, if you were looking in that direction, I think that could be very funny. Oh my goodness. Um, how about this? We'll do a, uh, pick your, pick your Keith. What's, what's your favorite fast food? I'll, I'll, I'll curve this. So it's, it's doable for you. What's your favorite yeah, fast food? Uh, if you have to pick one. Um, Jack not, in the not, box. Not oh. what you like. Don't, don't tell me what you like, but from Jack in the box. Okay. Jack. In the okay. Box. <laughs> um, do you like their tacos, man? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. All right, we'll yeah, do tacos. They're right? damn good. And they're, they're, they're small, so we can kind of quantify it, and it, it sounds yeah. more interesting here. Let's do tacos, then. Let's do how, – how, what's your dimension? So what's your height and, uh, height and weight and, or I'm, know, walking weight, I'm not competition? Yeah, I'm 155 to 160 pounds, and I'm about 5'6 to 5'7, I think. Oh, man. I think, um, I think 20 tacos is fair, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, I could, uh, that, I, I could try that. I Raph, I get I think? get full after like four, so I get. I'll try twenty. That sounds good. It, it visually, it looks good. Or or you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll go. We'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. And um, okay, that's while while maybe while he's eating it, he has to cut a kind of a comical pro. You know, comical promo. Like, it kind of is comical at that point if you're doing it while you're eating all the food. <laughs> um, but that okay. you know that that could be the extra thing since my extra thing is is supporting and. And uh, through your yeah. uncle's uh, clothing company, I don't know, Raph. What, what do you think about that? I think it's fine. He should put over your show anyway. I think the two of you became friends here today, so I have no <laughs> issue with that. And I have yeah. to say, no, that- I like it. Uh, uh, I don't have Twitter, Dan, but I have uh, Instagram. Is that like an appropriate platform for you, or do you not have Instagram? I do. I just I'm barely on it because I hate I hate social okay. media. But you can add me there. I'm mainly active on Twitter because okay. it's for work. But yeah, yeah, yeah man, yeah. feel free to add me for sure. Okay, cool. Just to document the uh, the challenge and such. We'll do it. No, we'll do it, man. And, I, and I'll share it <laughs> cool. on my Twitter with your handle. Oh, okay, help cool. me get some, some followers. Um, I, I don't have like the most followers in the world, but like, you know, oh, no I have a de- decent amount to help out if you want to promote He's anything. got a sizable audience on the Twitter. Let's, let's not nice. care about it. Oh, sweet. It. He's, he's nice. a, like I said, he's a respected guy in the business and he has worked very hard to cultivate what we've probably ruined here today. But... <laughs> 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 
that we have been able to do here is we were to introduce a fairly cordial and nice uh, sort of back and forth between the two of you. Yes, some of it might have been instigated by me, but no one will care about that because hashtag unethical. But what I will say is the part that really seemed to come alive for me between the two of you is the fact when I said, hey, do you both have a wager in mind? And both of you were like, I'm fine with food challenges if the other guy has to eat it. <laughs> and I just thought at first, when Keith was throwing that out there to you, Dan, I was like, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I immediately went to 20 tacos in my head. And I thought he could handle that. But if he gets full at 20 or at, at four tacos. Four? Yeah, yeah I know. I'm like, part of me thinks. Feel bad. Before no, I go it's, any it's further, okay. I, I, I want to try now. <laughs> I love those tacos so much. Sounds good. That's really, I really wish we were endorsed or promoted by them. But what I can tell you is this this is the disclaimer we have to put on here because I don't think we've really done a food challenge like this. Uh, sure. But I want to make sure that we know in the event that Verbal Tab does kill one of these gentlemen, oh let me know <laughs> that both of them agreed to kill each other and it was of independent counsel to one another. <laughs> That had nothing to do with this here at Verbal Tap. Thank you, Verbal Tap Legal. I appreciate that. They just sent that to me right now. It's on one of my post-its. So I, it's once we start getting to the cholesterol is too high and the children are killing each other, I go, I could really go bad. We don't know. We don't know if this is the one thing where Keith is like, live through nine gushers like ODs. And this is the one that like they go over and they do the pump for him and they go, the kid left. What happened to him? He had 19 tacos. He didn't even finish, <laughs> did he? He came so close. He said he wanted that to try. poor bastard. <laughs> to add to that, like before I came on here, I, I was making a fruit and veggie smoothie because I don't have a metabolism like Keith. And, uh, you know, I'm putting my Himalayan and pink salt, which I just do a little dab dab. And I accidentally spilled like a bunch of salt in my smoothie. And I'm like, oh, my God, all that sodium. And I remember I was like freaking out. Like, how am I going to have this smoothie with all the sodium? And it wasn't that much salt. And now I'm thinking about all the you know, really bad salt that's going to be on the nuggets that I may have to consume. Yeah, thank you for putting that out, uh, Verbal Tap Legal. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> again, listen, I am not supposed to break the show when Kevin is gone. So the whole point is he's supposed to come back here and it's supposed to be in one piece. If I go, Kevin, I do have some news. Your nuptials look lovely, but also we might have killed the kid. And he's we started like, something. <laughs> you killed Keith? Yeah, and Dan's not doing great either, if we're being honest. So I, I just want to make it very clear to that, that uh, we love those two. They're, they're dear friends of the show, but they are no longer with us. Um, well, gents, here's what I'm going to say. I appreciate both of you. Would you guys be of interest to come back next week and talk about the fights after they happen next week? For, for you guys, the same answer I gave you when you initially came. For you guys, yes, absolutely. Appreciate that. Keith? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Will you eat? Will you have peed? Will you have not just woken up from a nap, Keith? I can't promise any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, we need to get you a producer. Well, let's give you guys both the opportunity to plug <laughs> what the hell is going on. Where can people find you? Let's start with you, Keith. Um, you can find me, like I said, on uh, Instagram, I think is is the place. Um, and, uh, yeah, my uncle has a company, it's called Primordial Arts, it sw sells sweaters and, um, t-shirts and pop sockets and, uh, hopefully more stuff soon, um, and, um, 
one of my other friends has a meal prep company called Craft Preps. And then uh, my other friend has a CBD company um, called Heroes Garden CBD. Um, and uh, they're all really cool people. So even if you don't like like their stuff that they sell, maybe just buy it anyways because they're cool and they're, you know, pursuing their passion. So I think that's worth supporting. <laughs> What a, what a good friend and a good use of, of promotional time here. Keith declines to take any for himself and gives it to his, his friends and the people who are making a business. Look at that, Keith. Good kid. All right, Dan, what do you got for us? Again, Raph, you're, you're a better matchmaker than the one in, in Fiddler in the Roof. You know what I'm saying? You just know how to. <laughs> You know how to put them together because I do the same thing as Keith. I, too, plug things that don't pay me or perhaps don't know I'm even plugging them, uh, which I do on my podcast that doesn't have sponsors probably for that reason. The Protecting Act podcast. However, y'all can come find me. Check me out. I post all my content, mainly active on Twitter, like I told Keith, at DanTomMMA. Or if Keith or anyone else wants to find me on Instagram, you just insert some underscores. So at Dan underscore Tom underscore MMA. Never trust a man with two first names, but I'm glad. Everyone here uh, from Raf onward, uh, Kevin, who can't be with us, everyone at Verbal Tap does uh, seem to trust me enough to come on the show. It's one of my favorite shows. You guys are definitely OGs who uh, deserve respect, get my respect, and uh, we'll be happy to come on anytime y'all ask. It's very nice. Kevin will enjoy hearing that, I'm sure, as he's heading on his honeymoon. He's going to be like, how much did Raf pay him to say these things? <laughs> uh, well, that's good. All right, kids. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and close this bitch out. My appreciation to both of you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, don't forget this. We've got more installments of Grappling Hour coming out this week. We will have a live fight companion. That's going to be airing next Saturday. Yes, it's going to be early in the morning. I don't think I'm doing prelims. I think I'm mostly going to be there for the main car, which BT Dubs does start at 11. So those of us Best Coast time who are used to you know, a 7 p.m. start time for a pay-per-view. Not the case. So plan accordingly. It is going to be 11 a.m. That is 2 p.m. on the East Coast time. And every other time zone, I don't care about you. But really, just know, make plans to watch with us. We're going to have some friends. We'll do a panel show. And then immediately the next day after, we'll schedule another one of these to chat about it. We'll do it nice and live, just like we did it here. My appreciation to all of you guys. Also, big cheers, big toast to our good friend, Kevin Phillips, who went and got married. We love that guy. So happy for him. It looked like an amazing ceremony, and we will have lots to talk about when he returns in a couple of weeks. But until then, I'm going to hold it down. My thanks to everybody. My thanks over to nogibjjgear.com. Use the promotional code Grappling Hour. Oh, wait, no. I'm on Verbal Tap. Verbal Tap 15 for 15% off. Normally, Kevin does that one. All right. I took care of the sponsor. Go buy their shit or don't. I really don't care. My name is Rafa Sparza. Thanks for watching. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...